Welcome to the Curate Podcast, where we are pursuing the beautiful life together. Hello, hello, friends, and welcome back to the Curate Podcast, where we discuss all things woman. I hope you all had an absolutely lovely Christmas and New Year. To start off this New Year right, I am here today with Lily Erickson, a 2021 alumna of Hillsdale. She is working remotely for MD Anderson Cancer Center. Lily, it is so good to have you on today. Great to see you, Addie. Thanks for having me. So jumping right in, your article for this week's Curate covers a topic that I think many women on campus have thought a lot about around the new year as we evaluate our past year and plan what we want for our futures. Our vocations as women can seem a daunting thing to confront, especially when the world preaches so many mixed messages as to what we should desire or consider as worthy work as women. So to begin with, how do you define the feminine vocation? Yeah, I'm really glad that you bring up the the new year because I think the new year is a, a really good opportunity to think about, you know, what do I want for the future? And especially maybe girls that are coming up on their senior year or thinking about internships and things like that. Um, I just think this is a really timely time, I guess, to consider <laughs> um, kind of how do we want to shape our futures? And the idea of feminine vocation really is a question of of what am I supposed to be doing, right? Vocation is calling. Um, that's literally what the word translates to. Um, And so to think about what has God called me to um, should really influence the way that we think about our futures. Um, So whether that's what does my next year look like or what does my next 10 years look like, um, it's a really important question to think about. Um, And for sure, it means a lot of things that I don't talk about specifically in my article. It's Mm -hmm. It's a really broad category. Um, But I think some really key elements that have come out for me in my kind of thinking about this topic would be that idea of kind of cultivating what is beautiful, cultivating what is glorious. Um, And that's definitely a really, really abstract idea. But I think I think in a lot of ways we have kind of a sense of what that is as Mm -hmm. women. And I think that's part of part of what it means that this is the feminine vocation, right? Like God doesn't call us to something and just say like, you're on your own. Like our vocation is innately tied to what, how God has designed us and what he has designed us to do. And so some of the things that I talk about for sure are these kind of like really abstract ideas. Um, But we're not unprepared as women to, to do them um, Mm -hmm. because God has designed us for them. So, yeah, I think, like, big summary, the main thing that I want people to be thinking about, that I want these girls to be thinking about in terms of, like, what is my feminine vocation would be cultivate glory. But Mm -hmm. that can look like a lot of things. That can mean a lot of things. And so, really, what I want to encourage them to do is just to explore what might that mean for me? Mm -hmm. What, how might God be calling me to do that? So to jump right off of that, seeking out areas to cultivate can be daunting and seem like I just don't even know where to begin. So how would you recommend starting if this isn't something that we've given a lot of thought to yet? Yeah, yeah, that's a great question. So I think when we look at the testimony of scripture, there are tons of examples of this kind of move from wilderness to fruitful land. And so Mm -hmm. we see that obviously like the Israelites moving to the promised land, but we also see it in the flood narrative. We see it in creation, like moving from darkness into light 
and kind of empty spaces into these full, fruitful places. Um, And so I think scripture is just kind of littered with that image of emptiness into life. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I think a good place to start is just to really sit down and think about like, what are kind of the wilderness places in my life? What are the things that when I think about them, maybe there's like, maybe there's a sense of dread connected with them. And that Mm -hmm. that can be a really hard thing to really, um, to think about because it's not fun. It's not exciting. It's not like, wow, I really (laughs) want to think about these terrible things that happened in my life. Um, I was visiting a friend last week and she was like, you know, so often we talk about, um, like what's going well, but what I want to know is like, what sucks in your life right now? (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, yeah, that's a great question because oftentimes in those things that feel like, wow, this just sucks. Mm -hmm. Like that's where there's the most room for growth. Um, and the most room to cultivate that sense of glory. I love that. So you talked about this a bit in your last answer, but what role does faith play in all this? I feel like you tie it in really beautifully in your article and throughout these answers you've woven it in, but just more concretely, how would you say that your faith life has affected your search and then just affects the search in general? Yeah, so I think when we talk about vocation, like I said, like vocation is calling and it doesn't really makes sense to think about that unless you think that there's someone calling you Mm. like the universe doesn't really (laughs) call anyone to anything and so it's hard to even conceive of vocation without connecting it to faith Mm -hmm. right because because God is the one who is calling us to something and it's you know the question at hand is like what is that something right um and so it's hard to even think about vocation without thinking about it from a faith perspective. Because um, if God doesn't matter, then why does it matter what he's calling me to? And I think maybe on a more like individual level, um, for me, the big question is, how am I honoring God with my life? And am I choosing a career path or a future direction that's honoring God or that's ignoring what God has mm-hmm. for me? Um, and those can be really hard questions. I had, um, I had somebody tell me once, you know, we were talking about mentorship and, um, he was saying, you know, like you should really find a mentor that is doing the kinds of things that you want to do, right? Mm -hmm. Like you should find a mentor that is a mom and has a career. Um, and I said like, you know, I would love that, but I can't find one. (laughs) Like I'm having a really hard time finding someone who's actually doing the kinds of things that I want to do. And he looked at me and he said, maybe Christian women just don't do that. And I thought to myself, wait, 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 what? (laughs) Whoa, whoa. Um, And I was like actually personally offended a little. Um, (laughs) But I really think like if I am trusting the Lord with my future, Mm -hmm. then he is fully capable of providing those things for me. He's totally capable of providing a career that I can conduct in harmony with raising my family Mm -hmm. and certainly there will be challenging times and there will be sacrifices and there will be all of these things right like it doesn't just magically happen (laughs) but I think if I'm faithfully pursuing the Lord like he's not going to call me to two things that are in conflict with each Mm -hmm. other and I think that's a big a big thing to understand in this whole question especially for girls that are thinking much longer term down the road so some of the examples that I talked about in my article were a little more short-term, mm-hmm. um, kind of urgent, immediate things. But if you're thinking 
10 years down the road, if you're thinking 15 years down the road, like what kind of career do I want to have for the rest of my life? What kind of family do I want for the rest of my life? Then I think that's a really important aspect to consider is that God is not going to call you to contradictory things. And so you can faithfully pursue his calling in your life in both of those realms. And you can trust him that he's going to provide for all of those things to happen. Mm -hmm. That's beautiful. So this is Addie Longnecker, and I'm here today with Lily Erickson on the Curate Podcast on Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM. So what are some of the bigger areas in your life where you've seen this pursuit of feminine vocation play out? When I was a freshman, I have this distinct memory of sitting in the library, and there were some girls talking about how they were going to raise their kids. Mm-hmm. Like, what kind of homeschool curriculums they loved and, <laughs> like, what kind of books they wanted to read to their kids. And they looked at me and they asked me, like, what do you think? And I said something like, well, I guess when I picture my future, I always picture a husband, but I never really picture any kids. Like, I don't know if I even really want kids. Mm-hmm. And they were horrified. Like, <laughs> they were just, they had these horrified faces. They could not even conceive of someone who... A, didn't want children, and B, wanted a husband but not children. Um, And they were just so confused how I could even, like, want that. That didn't make any (laughs) sense to them. Um, So at that time, obviously, like, freshman year, nobody really knows what they're going to do. And everybody always says, you know, don't trust what your plans were as a freshman. Mm -hmm. Um, But I was really – I was planning on graduating early, and so I was thinking really hard about the future. And so for me, a big question was, you know, how do I balance – family life and career um how do those things work together are they compatible what does that look like if they are Mm -hmm. um and that question came up several times for me throughout Hillsdale um both you know in conversations with my girlfriends um with a guy that I dated pretty seriously like that was a big question um and so I think that was that was kind of one that came up a lot um but like I said I I really felt kind of sidelined a lot of times Um, because I felt like I didn't know how to be a woman now, (laughs) right? Mm -hmm. Like if womanhood is about like having kids and raising a family, then like, where does that leave me today or for the next four years or until I get out of grad school or whatever? Um, and so that was another, another area that came up a lot was, you know, what does it mean to live out my feminine vocation today? Um, and I think that as I've, kind of thought more about feminine vocation and and learned more about it I think relationships are a big thing in which that that vocation can be walked out um not just like with boyfriends and fiancés but um like with my girlfriends you know Mm -hmm. like how do I how do I cultivate beauty in the friendships that I have with other women how do I encourage them to be pursuing the glory of God and and bearing fruit in their own lives um I think that's a big one I talk in the article about my sister um and how that relationship has been affected by this idea of feminine vocation um and so I think that's a big one so relationships are definitely Mm -hmm. definitely a big one um and then thinking about the future would be kind of kind of the other major major genre I guess in my life that I've really really considered these ideas so to hone in a little bit um just because I know we have girls in every different walk of life listening but in your article you talk about feeling stuck on the sidelines during the times when you were single in college and I know that 
especially in the new year, it can be hard to walk into it single. And so for those of us who, you know, find ourselves in that position, how do we go about escaping that train of thinking that, you know, well, once we get to the next step or we have a career or we have, you know, we're, we are a mom and married that everything will like fix itself and then we can start our vacations. How do we sort of escape that train of thought of thinking we have to be in a relationship to pursue a vocation? Yeah. So I think it goes back a little bit to, you know, what is vocation, right? So if God is calling me to be a woman, like if I actually believe that that's my vocation, mm -hmm. There's nothing magical about marriage or like having a baby that makes me a woman. So mm -hmm. I'm just as much a woman today as my mom is, who's had four kids. Um, and so I think when we have that view of womanhood as, as bigger than just motherhood, and that's not to say that motherhood is a small thing because obviously mm -hmm. we all have moms. Yeah. And like, <laughs> I love my mom. I'm so grateful for my mom. Um, so it's not to say that motherhood is a small thing, but womanhood is bigger mm -hmm. than just that. And that's something that I really would love for girls to take away is that that the vocation of woman is this like big, glorious, beautiful thing that is out yeah. there to be explored um, and enjoyed. Um, and so I think if you are single, that's okay. And God can 100% still use this season of singleness for you. And he can use you in unique ways because you're single. And maybe that's a little cliche. You know, Paul talks about how, like, singleness is a mm -hmm. kind of a, a special time <laughs> where you're, like, not distracted by your spouse or whatever. Like, so maybe it's a little cliche to say that. But it's really true. Like, when we're single, like, we have the opportunity to just, like, make our own decisions without yeah. really considering, <laughs> like, someone else in the picture. Um, and so we can really pour ourselves into things a lot more wholeheartedly um, and so I guess I would just encourage women that are, are struggling with feeling trapped in their singleness that like this is a unique season. This is an opportune season that you may never have again. And like I hope that for all of the women out there that desire marriage that the Lord provides them with a wonderful husband because mm -hmm. I hope that for me, you know, yeah. I would love to be married and I hope and pray that the Lord will provide me with a husband. But I don't want to sit through this season of singleness just waiting around for the next thing. Mm -hmm. I don't want to waste this season. And so for everyone, the way that that season is used is going to look a little different. But I think the really important thing to remember is that you are still a woman today. And that's huge. That's big and beautiful. Yeah. And you have no reason to wait around for somebody else to like make you into something different, you know, mm -hmm. to make you a wife, to make you a mother before you're worth something. That is super powerful. So you're listening to the Curate Podcast on Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM. I'm Addie Longnecker, and speaking, speaking with me today is Lily Erickson on the topic of feminine vocation. So I want to talk a little bit more about that sort of like conflict within, you know, the Christian sort of tradition of like motherhood being sort of the epitome of womanhood. And, you know, the world preaches us at us today that, you know, we should reject that wholeheartedly and just want to pursue a career. And not that one is wrong or worse than the others, but how do you sort of reconcile those conflicting pressures? Um, like, is there a balance to it that we can sort of find? And I know that is sort of an ambiguous question, but... Yeah, yeah, no, I... This is a huge question, and it's one that I wrestled with. I mentioned mentioned that guy that I dated and, and how he kind of presented this dichotomy to me of, like, okay, Christian women don't really get careers. Like, Christian women 
don't do it that way. Mm -hmm. Um, But I was actually just talking this morning with um, a pastor's wife, and she said that she grew up in the complete opposite atmosphere, where people were telling her all the time, like, what are you going to go to college for? What's your career going to be? And like, maybe once you've made enough money, then you'll settle down and have a family. Mm -hmm. Um, And so for sure, there are really competing ideas on that topic. Um, And it's really complicated, (laughs) you know? Um, But I think, I mean, this is a very like Hillsdalian answer. Like the mean is where the virtue is, whatever, (laughs) you know? Um, I think the important thing to recognize as Christian women is that, God has created a world in which there are, there's diversity everywhere, right? Mm -hmm. Like God has not, there's really only one thing in which God has only made one way to do it. And that's salvation. Like there's only (laughs) one way to salvation and that's through Christ Jesus. But virtually everything else, there are many ways in which to glorify God in those things. Mm -hmm. And so I think God will lead you in the right balance. And as long as you're seeking him, It won't always be perfect. It won't always look perfect. Um, But I think the more that we seek the Lord, the more easily we find that balance. Um, And it is, you know, to go back again to the definition, right? Mm -hmm. Like it's a calling. And so there is this kind of conversational aspect, I think, to vocation where like we're responding. Mm -hmm. As we walk out our vocation, it's actually a response to the call that God has put on our lives. And so you don't always, you know, every time somebody says, how are you doing? You don't say the same exact thing unless you're lying. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So when we, you know, when we respond to someone, when we respond to someone who has initiated a conversation with us, it doesn't always look the same. It doesn't Mm -hmm. look the same in every season. It doesn't look the same for every person. And so I think there's a huge degree of diversity that, can honor God in the way that women find this balance. And for a lot of women, it probably does land on the motherhood side. Mm -hmm. Like there are lots of Christian women that really want to be mothers, that really want to homeschool their kids, that really want to like be at home with their families. And that's Mm -hmm. beautiful. And I 100% support you. If that is you, like do it. When the time comes, do that. But don't waste the season that you're in now waiting for that one. And I think that's really that's really the take home message is whatever season you're in, don't waste it. If you're in a season where you have the opportunity to progress in your career, don't waste that. Like glorify God in climbing the ladder to his glory. Mm -hmm. If you're in a season where you have a bunch of little kids running around your house, which is probably not very many of those (laughs) students, but you probably know people that that is the case, hopefully from church or something like that. Um, You know, if that's you or when that's you, don't waste that season, you know, Mm -hmm. love your family, care for your family, invest there. And if you're in some kind of in-between season or if you're not in any of those seasons, you know, where whatever season you're in, glorify God. Seek out ways to cultivate God's glory. Seek out ways to cultivate order and beauty. That is really beautiful and very encouraging. Um, so if, you know, the girls want to pursue this topic further, do you have any recommendations of, like, resources, areas to find mentors, like, things like that, you know, having just graduated from here, words of wisdom to the rest of us who are still working on it. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, absolutely. Okay, so um, one really great resource that um, I, okay, I highly endorse this resource, although I will admit I have not finished this book yet. There's a book (laughs) called Even Exile uh, and the Restoration of Femininity by Rebecca Merkel. Um, 
And this is a really great resource. She talks about kind of the history of the feminist movement and how that has produced different attitudes, both secular and religious attitudes towards womanhood. Hmm. Um, and so it's it's kind of like a an academic book a little, but not overly so. Um, <laughs> but one of the things that I really appreciate is that she does talk about that lie of the dichotomy at the beginning which I've read this part. <laughs> I haven't read all of it, but I've read this part. She talks about that dichotomy between like the working woman seeking fulfillment in her career and then the like kind of escapist woman who like just wants to hide her kids in her house and never leave and just like protect them because mm-hmm. she's their mom. Um, and she really addresses that dichotomy in really insightful ways, I think. So if that's a question that you're struggling with, if you want to understand a little bit more like kind of how feminism has developed, how cultural attitudes towards womanhood have developed, or kind of what is needed to combat those attitudes, this would be a great resource for you. So highly recommend. Um, It was recommended to me by someone who has read the whole book from my (laughs) church that I trust. So even though I have not read the whole thing, I do recommend the whole thing. Um, Well, that's lovely. Lily, thank you so, so much for coming on today. It has been an absolute pleasure. Um, This has been Addie Longnecker with Lily Erickson on The Curate Podcast, Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM.